about like I'm talking so so Mary, so I'm playing Mary and her voice is, is very similar to this and then I also play Claire I play several others too but Clarence is the angel that is trying to get his wings so he's going to be something like oh I'm really going down to earth sir oh how splendid all right John hi I'm John Green I'm going to be playing George Bailey and I'll be pay, playing George as a younger boy little lighter voice and then as a full adult later um and that's it i'm only playing that part is that your george voice i think so okay Our george <laughs> voice yeah george bailey yes this is george bailey all right and bob uh i'm going to be playing several voices but uh principally uh joseph the superintendent of angels mm -hmm. and uh Potter, I don't care about your book. <laughs> That's it. And I have several other little things that will pop in every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll find them. This is you get to be the detectives. And how many? There are thirty characters in this play, and we have recycled them into three actors. So we're also going to add sound effects. So this is when when we go into heaven. This is what you will hear. And when we leave heaven, this is what you will hear. And then every other scene change will be simple. So when you hear that, when you hear any of those, you know that one scene has finished and another is about to begin, okay? Are we ready, actors? Ready. Ready, okay. So here's, here, we're gonna go into heaven right now. Get ready, Get fasten your seatbelts. Welcome, I am Joseph, Superintendent of Angels. This is the story of George Bailey, citizen of Bedford Falls, New York. George Bailey, who more than anything under the sun, wanted to see the world. The wonderful, exciting world that lay somewhere beyond the limits of his hometown. Oddly enough, this story does not begin in Bedford Falls. <laughs> it begins in heaven, where I have just summoned an apprentice angel named Clarence. Oh, I'm really going down to earth, sir? Oh, how splendid. Yes, there's a very discouraged man down there, Clarence, George Bailey. At exactly 10.45 p.m. Earth time, he'll be seriously thinking of ending his life. Oh, dear, dear, his life. Now, I want you to stop him if you can. Now, sit down. I'll give you Bailey's case history. Uh, sir, if I should accomplish my mission, may, may I perhaps get my wings? You know, I've been waiting for over 200 years now, and, well, people are beginning to talk. <laughs> Cla Clarence, what's that book? Oh, it's The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. I was reading it when you sent for me, sir. Oh, fine book. Excellent. Well, you do a good job on George Bailey, and we'll see about your wings. Oh, thank you, sir. Now listen, when George Bailey was a boy, two events occurred that you should keep in mind. One was when his young brother Harry fell through the ice 
and almost drowned. Oh, George saved him. Oh, brother fell through the ice. George saved him. Ever since, George has had a bad ear. All that icy water, you understand. Bad ear. Yes, sir. The other event came a few months later. George used to work after school in Mr. Gower's drugstore. One day, Mr. Gower's only son died of influenza. Oh, it was a terrible blow. And poor Mr. Gower tried to lose his grief in whiskey. Oh, George, where have you been? Mrs. Blaine's called twice. What happened to her prescription? You lost it, didn't you? No, Mr. Gower, here it is. Why, you good for nothing. Don't you know the Blaine girls? Very sick. Mr. Gower, my ear, you're hurting my sore ear by grabbing I'll it. I'll teach you to loaf, you lazy brat. Ow! Mr. Gower, you don't know what you're doing. You put something wrong in those capsules. Shut up. I knew you'd feel bad, but Mr. Gower, but look! You used this bottle to make up the capsules. It's poison. Poison? Please, don't hurt my sore ear again, Mr. Gower. Poison? Oh, God. It's why I didn't deliver, Mr. Gower. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> George. Well, that Clarence was George Bailey as a boy. And when he grew up, he wanted to go to college. But there just wasn't the money. So he worked four years in the Building and Loan Association. <clears throat> Building and Loan Association. Oh, I forgot to tell you. George's father was in the building and loan business. He and George's Uncle Billy. High ideals, but low bank accounts. Anyway, George worked for his father and saved enough to see him through the university. And that summer, though, he was going to Europe. He got a job on a cattle boat, do a little traveling before college. Boy, oh boy, it's hard to realize it's my last night at the Bailey boarding house. Well, we're sure gonna miss you, George. I'm gonna miss you too, Pop. Hey, what's the matter? You, you look tired. Oh, I had another tussle with old Henry Potter today. Oh, I thought when you put him on the board of directors, he'd ease up. Well, so did I. I just can't understand a man like Mr. Potter. He he can't begin to spend all the money he has. Well, I guess Potter owns everything he wants in Bedford Falls, except our building and loan. That's why he hates us. Uh, George, why don't you go to that dance tonight with your brother? What, and be bored to death? Well, you couldn't wish for a better death. Lots of pretty girls, Harry says. <laughs> you know, I sure wish we could send Harry to college with you. We've got that all figured out now, Pop. He'll take my job at the building and loan, work for four years like I did, then he'll go. Well, he's pretty young for that job. Well, no younger than I was. 
<laughs> well, maybe you were born older, George. Huh? Uh, George, um, when you get to college, I, I, well, I don't suppose you'd come back to the building and loan. Oh, no, no, no. Now, Pop, I, I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't face being cooped up for the rest of my life in a shabby little office. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Pop. I, I didn't mean that, but it's just that this business of nickels and dimes, I'd go crazy. I want to do something big, something important. Well, in a small way, we are doing something important, George. In that shabby little office, we help people figure out how they can own their own homes. I know. I, I know, Pop. I just wish I felt that I, I, I just feel like if I didn't get away, I'd bust. Oh, you're right, boy. You, you, you get yourself an education and then you get out of here. Oh, Pop. Pop, do you want a shock? I think you're a pretty good guy. Well, thanks, George. I'm glad to hear it. Look, uh, why don't you go over to Harry's dance? Uh, and maybe you'll have a good time. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll drop in. Maybe I will at that. So George Bailey went to a dance. Is that important, Joseph? <laughs> Why, it was at the dance that he met Mary Hatch. Oh. And three hours later, he was walking her home. George and Mary were feeling pretty good, Clarence. As a matter of fact, wonderful. Mm. Oh. Buffalo gals, can't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. Come out tonight. Buffalo gals, can't you come out tonight? And dance by the light of the moon. Oh. <laughs> Hot dog. Oh, beautiful. Boy, just like an organ. At least. <laughs> you know something? If it wasn't me talking, I'd say you were the prettiest girl in town. Oh, well, well why don't you say it? I don't know. Maybe I will. How old are you anyway? Eighteen. Eighteen. Too young or too old? Oh, no. Just right. Sort of fits you. <laughs> hey, look, look where we are. Huh? Oh, the old Granville house. Yep, I gotta throw a rock. Oh, no, don't do that. I, I love this old house. Don't you know about deserted houses? You make a wish and then throw a rock. No, but George, this is such a lovely old place. <sighs> I wish I lived here. In there? I wouldn't live it as, in it as a ghost. Now, now watch this. Now throw the rock. Here we go. No. <laughs> How about that, huh? Pretty good shot, huh? Broke a window. So what'd you wish for, George? Oh, I, I don't know. Just not one wish, a whole hat full. Mary, I'm shaking off the dust of this crummy town, and I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Colosseum. Then I'm coming back here and go to college. Then I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields and skyscrapers a hundred stories high and bridges a mile long. And then I'm going to, 
hey, 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 Mary, uh, what is it you want, huh? You want the moon? All you gotta do, just say the word and I'll... Okay, the moon, I'll take it. And then what? Then what? Well, then you could swallow it. And it would dissolve like aspirin, you know? And the new moonbeams would shoot out of your fingers and your hair and the... Uh... <laughs> you think I'm talking too much. Yes, why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death? How's that? Ah, youth is wasted on the wrong people. Hey, hey, you just wait a minute, mister. You, you come back on here. Come on, and I'll show you some kissing that'll... George, George! Hey, Uncle Billy, look here, I'm gonna kiss Mary. Watch me, I'm gonna kiss George, Mary. get in the car, quick. Your father's had a stroke. What? George, hurry! Well, George's father died that night. So of course, George couldn't go to Europe. But that fall, just as he was ready to leave for college, the directors of the building in Loan had a meeting. They were all going to appoint a successor to Mr. Bailey. A successor to our dear friend, Peter Bailey. Uh, what was that you said, Mr. Potter? I said, as long as Peter Bailey's dead, let's dissolve the building and loan. We don't need it. Now, wait a minute. No, you wait a minute. Peter Bailey was not a businessman. <laughs> Ideals without common sense can ruin a town. What do we get? A discontented, lazy rabble instead of a thrifty working class. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. When my father ever started this cheap penny-ante building and loan, I'll never know. George, remember this. George, we can't see you. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, George, keep going. Hold on, Mr. Potter. Why my father ever started this cheap, petty ante building and loan, I'll never know. But just remember this. This rabble you're talking about? They do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. My father believed they deserved at least a couple of decent rooms and a bath. People were human beings to him. But to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on. Well, this town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place where people can borrow dollars without crawling to you. Now, come on, Uncle Billy. Hey, George, what happened? We sure heard a lot of yelling. Well, boy, you should have heard George. Yeah, they're in there voting us out of our business. Oh, 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 who cares? I can get another job. I'm only 41. 45? <laughs> Would you get out of here, George? You missed your boat trip. You want to miss college, too? George, we just voted Potter down. We're still in business. <laughs> We're still in business. But, George, there's one condition. They have appointed you to take your father's place. Me? Yes. But I I I'm going to college. This is my last chance. 
Uncle Billy, he's, he's your man. No, George, you've got to take it. They'll vote with Potter otherwise. Oh, I know. George Bailey didn't go to college. That's right, Clarence. He gave his college money to his brother, Harry. Well, yes, but uh, what happened to that good-looking girl, you know, uh, Mary? Oh, George saw her now and then. Uh, not very often, though, because Mary went away to school, too. Anyway, George waited four years more for Harry to come back and take over the building in loan. He could still see the world. He planned to work in the oil fields of Venezuela, except when Harry came home, he, he wasn't alone. His wife was with him. George! Yeah, I'm out here on the porch, Mother. Just thought I'd get some air. Well, so how do you like your new sister-in-law? She's swell. And it looks like she can keep Harry on his toes. <laughs> yeah, keep him out of Bedford Falls anyway. What do you mean? Well, Ruth's father's got a wonderful job for Harry up in Buffalo. Buffalo? Yeah. Well, that means that you can't... Yeah. Huh. Uh, George, did you know that Mary Hatch is back from school? Hmm? Yeah? Nice girl, Mary. Uh-huh. 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 Stop grunting. Give me one good reason why you shouldn't call on Mary. Well, Sam Wainwright is crazy about her. Well, she's not crazy about him. Well, how do you know that? Did she discuss it with you? How do you know that Besides, she's... Besides, Sam is away in New York. All's fair in love and war. All right. Okay, Mother, I think I'll go out and find that girl and do a little passionate necking. <laughs> oh, George. <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Bailey. Uh, by the way, do you want any books at the library? Library? George, now you go over and see Mary. Do you hear? George, is that you out there? Oh, oh, oh. Hello, Mary. Well... Are, are you coming in? I just happened to be passing by. Oh, I thought you were picketing. <laughs> so have you made up your mind? How's that? Have you made up your mind? About what? About coming in. Your mother just phoned. She said you were coming over. My mother, I just happened to be passing by, that's all. Well? Well, all right. I'll Come in for a moment. Fella can't even go for a walk without... Uh, when did you get back, Mary? Tuesday. Where did you get that dress? Do you like it? It's all right. Well, no point standing here on the porch. Come on in. I still can't understand it. I, I didn't tell anybody I was coming here. So would you rather leave? No, I, I don't want to be rude. I'll, I'll sit down for a while. So it's nice about your brother and Ruth, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's all right. 
Don't you like her? Well, of course I like her. She's a peach. Oh, so it's just marriage in general you're not enthusiastic about? No, marriage is all right for a lot of people. It's all right for Harry, Sam Wainwright, and you. For Sam? Mary! It's George Bailey, mother. Well, what's he want? I don't know. George, what do you want? Me? Not a thing, not a thing. I just came in to get warm. He's making violent love to me, mother. Well, you just tell him to go back home. Sam said he'd call you tonight from New York, didn't he? I guess so. George, how about some music? Would you start the record player? You know, your mother needn't... You know, I, I didn't come here to... Oh, and what did you come here for, George? I don't know. You're supposed to be the one that has all the answers, not you tell me. <laughs> why don't you just go home? I don't know why I came here in the first place. Good night. Good night. Mary, the phone is ringing. The way you're shouting, you'd think that you were mad you at me. Think what? Mary? All right, I'll get it. Uh, George, on your way out, would you mind shutting off the phonograph? I'd be happy to. <sighs> crazy song. Where is the door? Hello? Oh, Sam? Oh, Mary G, it's good to hear your voice. H how are you, Sam? It's me again. I uh, forgot my hat. Yeehaw. What? Uh, I was just talking to an old friend of yours, George Bailey. Oh, old Mossback George. <laughs> old Mossback George. Well, put him on. I'll talk to him, too. Okay, wait a second. George? He doesn't want to speak to George. He does so. He asked for him. Did you just call me? Because if you did, I'm in a hurry. I'm. Sam wants to talk to you. Oh, um, hiya, Sam. Hey, fine pal, you are trying to steal my girl. What do you mean? Nobody's trying to steal anybody's girl. Here, Mary, take the phone. No, wait, wait, wait George. I, I want to speak to you both. Tell Mary to get on the extension upstairs. He says to get on the extension upstairs. Uh, I can't. Mother's on the extension. I am not! Uh, we both can hear, Sam. Uh, just put your head a little closer. That's better. We're listening, Sam. Well, I have a big deal coming up that's going to make us all rich. George, you remember that time you told me about making plastics out of soybeans? Soybeans? Yeah, yeah. Soybeans, yeah. Well, my father's checked into it, see? And now he's going to put up a factory. How do you like that? Factory, huh? Yeah, and here's the point, George. I may have a job for you, unless you're still married to that broken-down building and loan. Uh, Mary? Uh, yeah, I'm here. You tell that guy I'm giving him the chance of a lifetime. You hear? He says it's the chance of a lifetime. Now, you give me that phone. Uh, here's George again, Sam. Goodbye, Sam. George! Are you listen to me, Mary? 
I don't want any plastics and I don't want any job and I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do and you're not going to trick me and you're very, very George. <laughs> I love you. Well, so George Bailey and Mary Hatch were... Yes, George and Mary were married. And they started off on their honeymoon in earnest taxicab. <clears throat> hey, where are you two going on this honeymoon? We're going to shoot the works, Ernie. A whole week in New York. A whole week in Bermuda, the best hotels, the oldest champagne, the hottest music, and the prettiest wife. Oh, <laughs> oh you're getting out of Bedford Falls. And then what? Then what, honey? <laughs> After all that, who cares? <laughs> Does it? Hey, you know what, Mrs. Bailey? I haven't kissed you yet. Oh. Hey, George. George, there's something funny going on over there. Look, look over there at the bank. Well, it looks like a run. Pull over there a minute, will you, Ernie? George, George, let's, let's not stop, please. Let's just go straight to the station. Now, wait a minute. Better see what it is. I, I'll be right back, Mary. No, George, please. George! Oh, poor George Bailey. He's certainly in trouble, Joseph. I'll go to him at once. Clarence, sit down. We're nowhere near the point where George Bailey is thinking of taking his life. Oh, we're not? No. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, yes. George and Mary had just started out on their honeymoon when they ran smack into the financial panic of 1932. In the building and loan, a hundred frantic people were clamoring for their savings. Oh. Hey, hey, what's going on, Uncle Billy? What, what's happened? All the, the, these people out there are going oh, crazy. Oh, this is a pickle, George. All I know is the bank called our loan an hour ago. I had to hand over all our cash. Holy mackerel. The whole town's gone crazy. The bank's in the same spot we are. Our charter, too? Oh, what about our charter? Our charter says we have to stay open until 6 p.m. The state can take away our license if we don't. Oh, how can we stay open till 6 without any money? Uh, George, George, where are you going? Out to talk to those people. Come on. Hey, George, where's our money? Now, listen, folks, just a minute, please. How about our money, George? Where's our money? Wait, wait a minute now. Listen to me. Now, you're thinking of this place all wrong. Your money is not here. What? What do you mean? Your money is in people's houses, in the Kennedy house, uh, McLaren house, and your house and a hundred others. Now, what are you gonna do? Foreclose on all of them? I got $240 in shares. Now, let me have it. Oh, all right, all right, Charlie, now. You'll get your money in 60 days. 60 days? Now look, that's what you agreed to when you bought your shares. Hey, I got my money. Old man Potter's taking over the bank. <laughs> He'll pay you 50 cents on every dollar. 
50 cents on the dollar. Hey, hey, let's take our shares to Potter. Half is better than nothing. But wait a minute, folks, please. I beg of you not to do this. If Potter gets hold of your shares, he'll be owning this building and loan. He's got the bank, the bus line, the department stores, and now he's after us because he wants to keep you living in his shacks and paying the kind of rent he decides to charge you. Now, we can get through this thing all right if we stick together. We've got to have faith in each other. But my husband's out of work. We need money, and we got doctor's bills to pay. We can't feed my kids on faith. What about that, George? George, how much do you need? We've still got some money. Hey, Mary. Here it is, George. Now, you told me to hold on to it. <laughs> Would have made a nice honeymoon and bought some furniture, too. Wait a minute, folks. Listen, I got $2,000. All right, Charlie, how much do you need? $240. No, Charlie, just enough to tide you over. I said $240. Okay, Uncle Billy, give Charlie $240. All right, uh, Mrs. Thompson, how much just to get by? Oh, $20, I suppose. Now you're talking. Good. $20. Now, pay it back when you can. Uh, all right, who's next? Hey, George, George, look at the clock, look. Five seconds, four seconds, three, two, one, six o'clock. We made it. Lock the door. We're still in business, Uncle Billy. We've even got two bucks left. Uh, uh, George, there's a call for you. Okay, and then I'll call my wife. She's probably over at Mother's. Uh, George, Mrs. Bailey is on the line. I, I don't want Mrs. Bailey. I want my wife. Mrs. Ba oh, that is my wife. Give me the phone. Hey, Mary, listen, I'm sorry. Come home? What home? 323 Sycamore? Well, whose home is that? Well, Mary, how could I... Sure, I'll be there. Clarence, guess what 323 Sycamore was? Ah, uh, his mother-in-law's house? Oh, no. Number 323 Sycamore was the old Granville house, the one George threw rocks at and made wishes. Yes, sir, that's where they spent their honeymoon. That's where they started housekeeping. Uh, they were still living there two years later when old man Potter asked George to stop over at his office. <clears throat> God damn it. Sit down, George, sit down. Uh, have a cigar. Thank you, sir. Now, George, you're a young man. Married, making, say, uh, $40 a week at the building and loan. 45 Forty-five. Now, if you were an ordinary yokel, I'd say you were doing fine. But George Bailey is intelligent, ambitious. He hates the building and loan almost as much as I do. He's been dying to get out of town ever since he was born, but he's trapped. Trapped into frittering his life away, playing nursemaid 
to a lot of garlic eaters. Now, do I paint a correct picture, George, or do I exaggerate? Well, what's your point, Mr. Potter? My point is that you're the only man in town who's licked me. George, I want to hire you. Manage my affairs. I'll start you off at $20,000. 20 $20,000 a year? Uh, are you sure you're talking to me? I'm George Bailey. Don't you remember the building and loan? Remember? Yes, George Bailey, whose ship has just come in, providing he has brains enough to climb aboard. Well, what about the building and loan? Confounded man, I'm offering you a three-year contract at $20,000 a year. Is it a deal or isn't it? No. No, the answer is no. Darn it. If you offered me a million dollars to stay around this town and play stooge to you, the answer would still be no. Now, let me alone. Don't bother me. George, what did Mr. Potter want? Oh, it was nothing. He, he just wanted to talk. Want you marry Hatch? Why? Why in the world did you marry me, a guy like me, anyway? To uh, keep from being an old maid? I was going to see the world. I was going to build things. I was going to give you the moon. What have I given you? Not even a new dress, not for months. Gee whiz, I feel awful. Yeah, so do I. Mornings, especially. You could have married Sam Wainwright or Anybody else in town? I didn't want to marry anybody else in town. I want my baby to look like you. You didn't even have a honeymoon, and I promise you that... You, you, you're... You're what? <laughs> my baby. <laughs> you, you, you mean... Mary, you mean you're on the nest? Well, Mary had her baby, Clarence, a boy. You don't say. And then she had another one, a girl. Well, what do you know? Night after night, George had come home late from the office. Ooh, things weren't good with the building and loan. Potter was really bearing down on him. And then came the war. Mary had another baby by then. Oh. But she still had time to help out in the USO. Uncle Billy sold war bonds, and George's brother Harry became a real hero. Shot down 15 planes. But, but George, what, what about George? Well, George was 4F on account of his ear. He was an air raid warden. On VE Day, he wept and prayed. On VJ Day, he wept and prayed again. Hmm. We're, uh, we're getting pretty close to today, aren't we, sir? Yes, Clarence. You now know almost everything you have to know about George Bailey, except what happened that finds him down there at this moment, wanting to die. Well, sir, well? Today's the day before Christmas, Earth time. 
George is pretty excited. Hey, Tilly, look at the newspaper. Commander Harry Bailey, decorated by the president. My kid brother, the Congressional Medal of Honor. Gosh, George. Yep, 15 Jap planes. And the last one he got was just about to dive into a transport loaded with soldiers. Wow, he saved lives, hundreds of lives. Gee whiz, where's Uncle Billy? Oh, he's gone to the bank, George. He's depositing that $8,000. Good, good. Hey, who's that in his office? Oh, it's that bank examiner again. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, well, good afternoon, Miss Carter. Hey, Telly, get the books from Miss Carter, will you? You know, that's my brother's picture there. He shot down 15 planes. One of them was... <laughs> well, Mr. Henry F. Potter, come to the bank to deposit some more loot, huh? Out of my way, you old fool. <laughs> How'd you like the news in the paper here, Mr. Potter? Just can't keep those Bailey boys down now, can you? <laughs> Let me see that newspaper. Here. Sorry I can't chat, you old thief. Gotta make a deposit. <laughs> Helen. Here you are, deposit slip, bank book, and a very Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> you too, Mr. Bailey. Say, say, hey, you've forgotten something, haven't you? <laughs> Helen, I've forgotten things all my life. <laughs> Get me back to my shop, boy. Boy, Mr. Potter sure left in a hurry. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Bailey, where's the money? Uh, what's that? You, you want to make a deposit? Well, certainly I want to make it. Well, it is customary to bring the money with you. It's gone? Where'd I put it? Where'd I put that money? A terrible thing, Clarence. Uncle Billy couldn't find the money because the envelope with the $8,000 was folded up in that newspaper he gave to old man Potter. I just know, I don't know what happened to it, George. I just don't know. $8,000, Uncle Billy? The bank examiner's here and it's not our money. It belongs to the depositors. George, what are we gonna do? We've traced every step I took. We, we, we can't stand here in the street. Are you sure you didn't put the envelope in your pocket? I don't think so. Maybe you go. George, I'm no good to you, George. I'm no good. Now listen to me. Think. Think, will you? Now try and think. I, I can't think anymore, George. I, I, I can't think anymore. It hurts. Where's the money, you silly old fool? You know what this means? Bankruptcy, scandal, prison. One of us is going to jail. Well, it's not going to be me. Now get out of my way. I'm going home. George, dear, what is wrong? You haven't said a word since you came home. With that banging on the piano, does she have to keep playing Hark the Herald Angels sing over and over and over again? I have to practice for the Christmas party, Daddy. George, what is it, dear? Another hectic day? 
Yeah, yeah, another red letter day for the Baileys. Dad, the Murphy's got a brand new car. Oh, you should see it. What's the matter with our car? Isn't it good enough for you? I'm sorry, Dad. I only... Uh, Petey, would you run upstairs, please, and see if Zuzu's all right? Okay, Mom. Now, what do you mean? See if Zuzu's all right? What, what do you mean, Mary? Oh, oh, she caught a little cold coming home from school. She, she didn't button up her coat. Well, what is it? What, what do you mean, just a cold? Oh, George, the doctor says it's nothing serious. The doctor? Was there a doctor here? Yeah, well, I thought he'd better look at her. This drafty old house. It's no wonder we don't all have pneumonia. Might as well be living in a refrigerator. Why do we have to live here in the first place and stare around this measly, crummy old town? George, what has happened? Everything's happened. You call this a happy family? Why did we have to have all these kids? Daddy, how do you spell frankincense? I don't know how you spell it. Ask your mother. George, where are you going? Upstairs to see Zuzu. You answer the phone. Hello? Oh, thank you, Mrs. Welch. Yes, I'm sure she'll be all right. Who's that? Uh, Zuzu's school teacher. What? Oh, oh yes, the doctor says she'll be fine. Give me that phone. George, please. Mrs. Welch, this is Mr. Bailey. So what kind of teacher are you anyway? What do you mean sending Zuzu home like that, half naked? Do you realize she'll probably end up with pneumonia because of your stupidity? You know, maybe my kids aren't the best dressed kids in town, but at least, hello, hello? She hung up on me. Jamie, will you stop playing that lousy piano and I'll cut it out? <laughs> George, for heaven's sake, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry, Mary. Janie, I... I'm sorry, I... I've just got to get out of this... So that's it, George. You're short $8,000 in your accounts, eh? Please, Mr. Potter, I'll pay any sort of bonus if you still want the building in Lone Wire. I'll do anything. Uh, you say it was lost. Have you notified the police? No, sir, I haven't done that yet. Harry's coming home tomorrow. It's his homecoming. And Why I be... come to me? What about your good friend, Sam Wainwright? I can't get hold of him. He's in Europe. <laughs> what kind of security would you have, George? What collateral? Yes, sir. I have some life insurance here, a $15,000 policy. Hmm. Oh, well, what's your equity in it? $500. <laughs> and you want 8000 You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. Well, you are a warped, frustrated young man, crawling on your hands and knees for help. Why don't you go to the riffraff you love so well? Ask them for help. I'll do anything, Mr. Potter, please. Please help me, my wife, my children. I'm calling the district attorney. $500. You know, George, you're worth more dead than you are alive. Now get out of here. And all the time, Potter had the $8,000 in his desk drawer.
It's still there, Clarence. But where is George now, sir? Where? Well, he went over to Martini's. He's had a couple of drinks. He's just standing there sort of in a daze. Oh, God. God, dear Father in heaven, I am not a praying man, but if you're up there and you can hear me, show me the way. I'm at the end of my rope. Show me the way, God. Mr. Bailey, y'all right? So please don't drink anymore, Mr. Bailey. You don't look good. Bailey? Who, who you say Bailey? Which Bailey? This gentleman right here is Mr. George Bailey. Good Bailey, huh? Oh, oh. And the next time you talk to my wife like that, you'll get worse. It isn't enough she slaves teaching your stupid kids how to read and write. You gotta ball her out. Hey, you get out of here, Mr. Welch. You hit my good friend. Now you get out. All right, I'm going. Mr. Bailey, are you okay? Who was that? It was Mr. Welch, but don't worry. He's not coming in here no more. I'll get something for your face. It's bleeding. No, 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 no. I'm all right. No, no, please don't go, Mr. Bailey. Let me alone. Well, George left Martinis five minutes ago, Clarence, numb with despair. He's at the river now, on the bridge, staring at the dark, frigid water. Convinced he's worth more dead than alive. Are you ready, Clarence? All ready, sir. Very well. You saved George Bailey's life. And you'll get your wings. Oh, my wings. Thank you, Joseph. George? George Bailey, get away from that bridge. Do you hear me? I'm going in. Help! Help! I'm drowning! Help me! Slow down, slow down. I gotcha, I gotcha. Hey, you two, get over here to this ladder. Whoa, George, it sure is warmer in here. Thank you. You both all right. Now, now, now you want a doctor? No, no, I, I, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine too. Uh, oh, my, my underwear. I didn't have time to get anything more stylish. My my wife gave me this on my last birthday. I passed away in it. You you, you what, mister? Uh, oh, I see Tom Sawyer's drying out too. Oh? My, my book, I left in such a hurry, I, I brought Tom Sawyer with me. How'd you happen to fall in? Oh, I jumped in. I, I jumped in to save you. Jumped in to save me? Well, I, I did, didn't I? You didn't go through with it, did you? Go through with what? Suicide. Hey, it's against the law to commit suicide around here. Yeah, it's against the law where I come from, too. Well, where do you come from? Heaven. Oh, that's very, very funny. Your lips bleeding. Yeah, I got a bust in the jaw in answer to a prayer. Oh, oh no, George. I'm the answer to your prayer. How'd you know my name? Oh, I know all about you. Who are you supposed to be, anyway? 
Clarence Oddbody AS2. Oddbody AS2? What's that AS2 for? Angel, second class. Hey, I'm getting out of here. You may not need a doctor, but I do. Well, cheerio, my good man. Hey, look here, why did you want to save me? Because I'm your guardian angel, George. Oh, I see, huh? Yeah, well, you look like about the kind of angel I'd get. What happened to your wings? Oh, I haven't won my wings yet. That's why I'm an angel second class. Oh, I see. But you can help me earn them, George, by letting me help you. Oh, uh-huh. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you, do you? Oh, no, no, no. We don't use money in heaven. Oh, yeah, that's right. Comes in pretty handy down here, bub. Oh, tut, tut, tut. <laughs> of course, I uh, found out a little late, you know. I'm worth more dead than alive. No, you mustn't talk like that. Joseph will never give me my wings if you keep feeling that way. You just don't realize what you've done for your folks here. Well, if it hadn't been for you... Yeah. If it hadn't been for me, everybody would be better off. My wife, my kids, my friends. Oh, this isn't going to be easy. It'd all have been better off if I hadn't been born. What did you say? said, I wish I'd never been born. George, George, that's wonderful. Wonderful? What? The idea you just gave me, you, you got your wish. You've never been born. I've never been born? Exactly. No worries. No $8,000 to get. Nothing. You simply don't exist. All right. All right. Okay. All right. See, George, I can do things, strange things. I can show you the world the way it would be if you hadn't been born. Hey, hey, hey wait, wait a minute. This, this bad ear of mine, I, I can hear. You don't have a bad ear anymore. Don't you see? You're not the George Bailey you think you are. You're, well, nobody. Well, that's the doggondest thing. My ear. And your lips stopped bleeding too, George. Yeah. Yes. So, what's happening around here? What is this anyway? I need a drink. That's what I need. What about you, Angel? You want a drink? Oh, well, I don't know. C -c Come on. We'll, we'll go as soon as our clothes are dry. Uh, our clothes are dry, George. Hey, so they are. It's funny, but let's get dressed and we'll stroll over to Martini's and then, uh, oh, excuse me, I'll, I'll stroll, you fly. <laughs> no, 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 I don't have my wings. Oh, you don't have your wings yet. That's right, I forgot again. Couple of drinks and we'll both fly. <laughs> what do you have, fellas? Hey, uh, where's the boss? Where's Martini? Look, wise guy, I'm the boss, see? Okay, well, double scotch. Quick, will you? Uh, what's yours? Oh, I would just love some mulled wine. Huh? Yeah, heavy on the cinnamon and light on the cloves. Off with you, my lad, and lively now.
No, cut it out. Oh, come on. Just give him the same as my order. He's okay. Yeah, two double scotches. What about this place, Clarence? It, it, it's all changed. Yes, all of Bedford Falls has changed. You're having your wish, George. You've never been born. There'll be lots of things you've never seen before. Oh, good. Somebody's just made it. Made what? Every time a bell rings, it means some angel's got his wings. What did you say? Uh, look, Clarence, I don't think you'd better talk about angels around here. Oh, don't they believe in angels? Oh, yeah, they believe in them, but it, it's just... Uh... Then why should they be surprised when they see one? Don't mind him, bartender. He's just a little fellow that never grew up. How old are you anyway, Clarence? Well, next May, I'll be 293. That does it, a couple of pixies, huh? Oh, go, get, get, you hear me, get. Where's Martini, huh? Will you call him? Call Martini. Stop talking and asking about Martini. She ain't here. She, hey, you runny. Didn't I tell you never to come panhandling around here? Oh, George, look. Hey, it's Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower. Hey, don't you know me? It's me, George Bailey. You here by a drink, Mr. Just one drink, will you, mister? I'm gonna throw that rummy out. Oh, no, 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 please. Hey, bartender, that, that's Mr. Gower, the druggist. That rumhead spent 20 years in jail for poisoning some kid. If you know him, you must be a jailbird yourself. You too, get out of here. Oh, let's go, George. Where did Mr. Gower go? Mr. Gower doesn't know you, George. You see, you weren't there to stop him from putting poison into that prescription. What do you mean I wasn't there? Look, what are you, what are you a hypnotist? Oh, George. Well, why am I seeing all these strange things? Don't you understand? It's because you were not born. Then if I wasn't born, who am I? Nobody. You have no identity. What do you mean no identity? No papers, no cards, no driver's license, no 4F card, no insurance policy, no... Oh, Zuzu's Bell. What? Zuzu's Bell. I bought my little girl a bell to hang on the Christmas tree and I forgot to give it to her. I've got it in my pocket. It, it in my... It, it's gone. It's gone too. Everything is gone. No, but you've been given a great gift, George. A chance to see what the world would be like if you'd never been born. You're crazy. Crazy as a bed bug and you're driving me crazy too. Now look, I'm going home to my wife and family. Do you understand that? And I'm going home alone. Better not leave him alone, Clarence. Keep following him. Oh, Joseph, I'll stay near him. But but poor George, he's seeing Main Street now the way it would have been had, had he not lived. The, and, and the thing that's really shocked him, sir, is the, is the building and loan office. You know what's there now? A pawn shop. What's he doing? Can you see? Yeah, he's talking to Ernie Bishop, the taxi driver. He wants to go home. 
Well, you'd better tag along, Clarence. Oh, oh, I will, sir, I will. Come on, step on it, Ernie, get me home. I'm off my nut. Where do you live, buddy? Don't call it, Ernie, don't you start pulling that stuff on me. 323 Sycamore. 323 Sycamore. Yeah, 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 hurry up, Zuzu's sick. Okay, buddy. Hey, look, Ernie, I, I don't know what's happening. I, I'm going crazy or something. Now tell me this. You're Ernie Bishop, right? And you live with your wife and kid down in the... You've seen my wife. Seen your wife? I've been to your house a hundred times. We built it for you, didn't we? Now look, bud. My wife took the kid and ran away five years ago, and I ain't seen you before in my life, see? Okay, Ernie, just step on it. Get me home. Mary? Mary, where are you? J Janie, Petey, Susu, where are you? No, this is just an old abandoned house, George. You have no wife, no children. Where are they? What have you done with them? Well, see, there you are, Bert, crazy like I told you. All right, up with your hands. Oh, Bert, 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 the cop. Oh, thank heaven you're here, Bert. Now look. Why don't you be a good fella, and I'll take you to a doctor. Uh, Bert, listen to me. What's the matter with you guys? Now listen, it, it's that fella there. He, he says he's an angel. He tried to hypnotize me. Now, I, I hate to use my nightstick, but I guess I'm going to... Oh! Run, George, run! He can't hit you while I'm biting him! Oh! George, run! My teeth aren't what they used to be. Joseph! Joseph, help me! Joseph! Where, where, where'd they go? Where'd they go? They just disappeared. Clarence? Oh, Joseph, I hope you don't mind my calling on you like I did. It was very irregular, Clarence. You're by yourself again. Where's George? Oh, he's at his mother's house, sir. Oh. Well, if George hasn't been born, he has no mother. Oh, but he's so stubborn, sir. He'll just have to find these things out for himself. But his mother. Oh, that's a terribly bitter blow to a man. His own mother not knowing him. Oh, do you mean I should have left and shouldn't have let him? I mean you'd better find him right away. Oh, and stop biting policemen, Clarence. I'm here again, George. My mother. My own mother didn't even know me. If only my brother Harry were only back from Washington, then... Your brother fell through the ice and was drowned at the age of nine. No. It's a lie. He got the Congressional Medal of Honor. He saved the lives of every man on that transport. No, George. Every man on that transport died. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. Harry wasn't there to save them because you weren't there to save Harry. Don't you see, George? You really had a wonderful life. Don't you see what a mistake it would be to throw it away? Clarence? Yes? Where's Mary? 
Please, where's Mary? I'm not supposed to tell. Tell me where she is. Well, you're not going to like it, George. Where is she? I'll choke it out of you if I have to. Where is my wife? At the library. She works there. She's just about to lock up for the night. So, George, George, come back. Oh, there must be some easier way for me to get my wings. Mary! Mary! I'm sorry, sir. The library's closed. Mary, it's George. Don't you know me? No, I don't know you. Let me go! Mary, please don't do this to me. Please, Mary, help me. Where are our kids? I need you, Mary. Help me! Get away from me! Help! Mary, I am George! Help me! Clarence! Oh, where is he, Joseph? I'm afraid I've lost him, sir. You knew you shouldn't have let him try to see Mary. Now a mob's after him. They think he was trying to hurt her. Oh, Joseph, I won't even get one wing, will I? You have one more chance, Clarence. Get over to the bridge by the river. I think George has seen just about enough. Oh, oh but the mob, sir. Don't worry. They've lost him, too. Now, hurry up. All right, thanks, Joseph. Thank you. Clarence! Clarence, where are you? I'm here, George. Help me, Clarence. Get me back. I don't care what happens to me. Only get me back to my wife and kids, please. I want to live again. Oh, thank you, George. Thank you, Lord. I want to live again, please. Oh, God, please. Let me live again. George, is that you down there, George? Now, get out of here, Bert. You get any closer and I'll have you. What I'll let you have it right. What you yelling for, George? Come on, George. Bert, Bert, do you know me? No, you. I've been looking all over town for you. Where you been? Bert. I'm alive again, Bert. <laughs> you sure are all right. Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Is it? Hey, my mouth's bleeding. Bert, look at this blood. Zeus's Christmas bell. Hey, and how about this? In my pocket, Zeus's Christmas bell. Hey, Merry Christmas, Bert. Merry Christmas, George. Now, again, I'll drive you home. You will, Bert. But turn the sirens wide open. Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls. Merry Christmas, old building and loan. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. Yeah! Come in with me, Bert, huh? What? What's with all these people? These reporters? What? Hey, Miss Bank Examiner, Merry Christmas. Mr. Bailey, there's a deficit. I know, $8,000, I'll bet, huh? And the sheriff is here, too. I'll bet he has a warrant for my arrest. Isn't that wonderful? Merry Christmas. Hey, where's Mary? Look at this wonderful, old, drafty house, isn't it? 
Have you seen my wife? Where's Mary? Hey, Merry Christmas, Daddy! Merry Christmas! Hey, kids! Kids! Petey, Janie, Tommy, oh, I could eat you up. Where's your mother? She went looking for you, Daddy, with Uncle Billy. <gasps> Daddy! Zuzu, Zuzu, <laughs> my little ginger snap. How do you feel? Fine, Daddy. Not a smidge of temperature. Not a smidge of temp. Hallelujah. George, darling. Mommy's home. Harry. Mary. George, darling, where have you been? Oh, George. George. Mary, just let me touch you. Oh, you're real. Oh, you have no idea what's happened to me. Oh, you have no idea what's happened here either. They're on their way here. Who's on their way? Oh, the police department, the National Guard. I'm alive again, Mary. I'm alive again. Yes, darling. Now, now close your eyes and come on downstairs. What is it? What, what's going on here? Keep your eyes closed, George. We come over here by the Christmas tree. There's people. I, I hear lots of people. What, what is it? Just a minute now. We're all ready, Uncle Billy. Come in, everybody. Hooray! 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 Oh, George, George, look, just look. Uncle Billy? Money, George, a laundry basket filled with money for you. Mary did it, George, Mary. I don't understand what money. Well, people heard you were in trouble, darling. These people, your friends, they collected this money for you. $8,000. Charlie? Martini? Hey, how are you, Mr. Gower? Mrs. Thompson? Everybody. None of us would have a roof over our heads if it wasn't for you, George. That's right. You said it. Gosh, this is wonderful. Hey, Mary, look. Here's Mother. Hi, Mother. And hey, 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 here's Harry. I got a telegraph, George. I flew in as fast as I could. Hey, everybody, how about a toast to my big brother, George, the richest man in town? Hooray! Daddy, my Christmas bell. Uh, you didn't forget it. Forget it? Here's your bell, honey. <laughs> Darling, what's this book on the table here? <laughs> the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Oh, 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 look, there's something written in it. Dear George, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Thanks for the wings. Love, Clarence. Clarence? Yep. He's a dear friend of mine. Hey, Daddy, Mrs. Welch says that every time a bell rings, an angel.
angel gets its wings. That's right, Zuzu. That's right. And a boy, Clarence. Happy endings. The end. You can only hear me because everyone's muted. <laughs> wow, that was extraordinary. Oh, it was so much fun. Thank you. Oh, that was Thank wonderful. You. That was absolutely wonderful. Wow, I can't believe how many different parts that you all played and all the different voices. And Aren't those guys amazing? Oh, my gosh. Excellent. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Doreen, I'm, I'm going to break in here and say something that I'm quite proud of. First of all, Connie played the part of Dr. Campbell, the president of the board of directors of the Savings and Loan. And in the original movie, my grandfather played that part. And, uh, and this is so wonderful. Every time I get a chance to do this, and these three people, or these two other people with me, they are fabulous with whom to work. I want to thank them very much. Brought tears to my eyes. Oh, it was so much fun. And, uh, and is it true that you knew Zuzu too? Yes, I have met her. She's wow. about she's about a year younger than me. I'm I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't look it. <laughs> wow. Oh my. Well, that was just really special. Thank you so much. Excellent. Yeah, and so do we have time for a little? Um, and how many uh, how many characters were you doing? Did you say that at the beginning? Um, I don't know. I didn't count them. Did you count yours, Bob? Uh, I think it was uh, fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> wow! I loved when your characters were talking to each other, and your voice <laughs> like yeah. now, Connie, Connie had a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, that other. was um, that was quite something. And also for those of you that um, I'm, I was looking at their screen, I could see their faces, their facial expressions were, I saw Connie cry quite a few times on screen here. So um, yeah, a lot, a lot went into that. Um, thank you. Do we have time for a little sing-along or what do you? What well, do we, you didn't, we didn't know or, what, how much time we would have, so. Or Q&A if, the, you know. Q&A, oh yeah. yeah. I think people might have some questions and maybe some comments. Everyone who are still muted, I can unmute you. No, well, actually I can't, I can ask you to unmute. Um, so audience, if you're there, you can unmute. This is Terry. There you go. That was awesome, you guys. Oh, Very yeah. well done. Yeah. Yeah. Been listening it, here was yes, it was wonderful. Just thank wonderful. you so much. Hey, that was just brilliant. Oh, yeah. I yeah, that's wonderful. And the movie? Yeah. Yes, and the movie. The original <laughs> Dr. Campbell. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I always think of James Stewart every time I, yeah. I yes. hear the movie. That was the hardest thing for me was not, not doing my uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really tempting. <laughs> You guys, you you were wonderful. It was just outstanding. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you. How many times have you done this play now, the three of you together? We just rehearsed it once. Oh, oh wow. Okay. 
But you wow. have worked together before. Am I understanding that yes. correctly? Yep. Yeah. We, are, we are troopers, aren't we, you guys? Yes. Um, well, and, I, and, and I learned a lot, too, because there were, you know, I've never um, been in an audio described uh, version of this movie. So there were some things I didn't know uh, happened during the movie. So this was good. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's true. We don't hear the audio described part, do we? I mean, Connie. Well, there wasn't any audio described. Oh, part. I no, right. Yeah. So, so yeah. the only the only audio description that really happened was the sound effects from one scene to the other, right? Well, no, what I meant is there were some actions that you uh, described oh, oh, um, oh, that yes. I didn't know uh, existed before because I've never had anybody describe this movie from oh, oh okay. so I learned some things great great mm -hmm. was that because that, it was a radio play Connie so it's written so that you can just listen uh, to it kind, yeah kind of and then I tried you know it was 30 characters into three people if I tried to <laughs> make it as as obvious as I oh, could everyone. which wasn't easy it was very clear very yeah, clear. it was yes thank you that's the beauty of a radio play. You mm -hmm. part of it, you have to use your uh, own imagination. Yes. But yeah. for the things that need to be described, they they are correct. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's called the theater of the imagination. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Was wonderful. I, I was struck when we did this of the writing as an actor. The writing of this is so actor friendly, which means you know what's going on. It dialogue is natural, and it just it just takes you if you let it. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it gives you wings, huh, John? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <That's> <laughs> It's just such a human story, isn't it? That yeah, we all it think, oh, I wish my life was this way or that way. And then uh, it's so. Especially, well, after, especially after the last two years. I mean, we've all been on a journey that has has just wrecked us and made us stronger at the same time, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How often I say that this COVID thing that we, that is a lemon, we have made gallons and gallons of lemonade as a result of it. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, for, I, I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, I, I um, am doing things that some really good things that I wouldn't have done had it not been for this COVID thing. Not that I'm thankful for it. I don't mean to suggest that at all, but you you can make lemonade out of a lemon if you if yes. you are able to do that. Whether you have $8,000 or not, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this is Andrea. I have to thank Blind Service for all the um, activities that they have given us over this, this time. <laughs> It's yeah. they've been wonderful. Just I can't thank them enough for for bringing things like this to us. Thank you thank so you. much. Yes, 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 indeed. And I know that Bill Thompson is going to do a Christmas Carol next week. I think so. Mm -hmm. he, I, we've already talked about that. So I I hope I can tune in on that one and hear him. Yes, oh, that, good. That's yeah. on, on Monday. Monday at three. That's okay. Monday at three on Uber Conference. Yeah, he's a fabulous actor. 
And, and he, he and and we and we three are all part of the the SAG after senior radio players. So when we get back into the cultural center doing our five shows a year, we will be sure and let Blind Service know. And hopefully, you can come and see some more recreations like like today, only different, but because we'll be live, right? Right. Oh, that would be fun. It would be. Yeah, we can we can put that in our newsletter, Connie. Great. Yes, we'll make that happen. And and the group has been around since 1997. So wow. last year we weren't able to celebrate our hundredth performance at the cultural center, oh, wow. but this this wow. coming year, God willing, uh, we'll be able to do that. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. yeah. Were you the same group that that performed the Spoon River anthology? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes, we, we were, John and I were in that. The group is called the Perennial Theater. Uh, yes. And so, yeah. yes, yes, we're, we're You're very diverse, you know, <coughs> in your talents. Thank you. Thank you. And, mm -hmm. and, and some of us tap dance too, you know. Oh, my. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must be me then. I don't <laughs> yeah, it must be you because I had a choreographer once that said teaching me to dance is going to be teaching an elephant to tiptoe. Oh, oh my dear. <laughs> no way, that's, Jose, huh? That's mean. And did you say thank you very much? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's see here. Any more? Um, anybody have any questions or any more comments for our performers today? It's kind of quiet out there. Um, well, so as far as time goes, Connie, we have, let me look at the time. It's okay. I might be a little confused about time right now. Um, 2.30. I have 2.29. Okay, thank you. 2.29. Um, and we do have line services, another event starting at 3 p.m. Um, on a different channel, uh, you either can log on to our usually Uber conference line, or you can go to Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook live event happening, our Lights of Love and Remembrance. But we, so we have a little bit of time if we wanted to do any sing-along, if that's what people want to do, would that be fun? This is yes. I have to go, I'm meeting with my volunteer from Blind Service. Um, I've got a phone conference, so I have to sign off. Thank you very much, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. Oh, and I do see a little in the chat box. There's a chat here um, from Karen. Brilliant editing of the script and wonderful performances, everyone. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank Connie for the editing. She's yes, the, Connie, the yes. one that did it all. It was really fun. It was, it was, yeah. like, talk about choreography, right? It was like, wow, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. And Kareen, thank you for and teaching the old dog a new trick. How to get <laughs> <laughs> you did great. I, yes, yes. I, I need help with Zoom almost every time I get on here. My and I think I I think I told you my eight year old usually shows me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> she is a pro after the last year. I yeah, but well, I hope we do this again. I do too. Yes, I hope you do too. Be fun. Yeah, please do. Oh yeah. Oh, there's some I, there's some people on our other line. I just say we can hardly wait. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. hi, Karina. This is Chris. Oh, hi, Chris. 
Well, there you are. Okay. How are you? I, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm a little, I'm a little late, but but I wanted to at least hear, hear a little bit, some of it. So I mean, I do remember the play. <laughs> so, Wonderful. Great. Oh, good. Great. And could you hear it okay on that line, Chris? Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. wonderful. Okay, that's great. So that's Chris's over on our Uber conference line on my iPad. Great. That I'm holding up to oh, my yeah. computer. I have a whole system here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was recorded. And so what happens with this recording now? It is still recording, actually. I should push. Oh, okay. I'm going to push stop. Um, well, this recording will goes on the cloud, and then if you wanted to watch it, um, 